Hi there, listeners. Welcome back to the Red Gold News Podcast. And for your new listeners, welcome. Hi there, listeners. And for your new listeners, welcome. My name is Brandon Gomez, and you're currently listening to the Red Gold News Podcast. So for today's topic of this episode, I wanted to go over one of my favorite genres of music and one that I had to go to like is hyperpop. So you're probably like, what is hyperpop? Well, in many term in many cases, hyperpop is what is considered to be the future of pop. You're probably wondering why. If you were to listen to it, you would understand why. So you're probably wondering, well, here's more of a scientific definition to it not scientific a literal definition there we go my mind's going all the way to place so hyperpop is a micro genre characterized by maximalist or exaggerated take on pop music so essentially what this is is like there'll be like very exaggerated pieces so like in many instances in a song that's hyperpop you'll have like an over exaggerated bass and it's on like very high pitched if you know what I mean I, I don't want to play one because uh, it can be very sensitive. <laughs> so, continuing on, which may draw on an electric range of influences across electronic, hip hop, and dance styles. So, this hyperpop kind of emerged in the mid in the mid to 2010s among artists, and this was primarily being used along with UK-based artists or record labels. And a fun fact. This is also can this is also termed PC music, and another fun fact: since the start of the pandemic, P- PC music has actually gone up. And I was, excuse me, so I was watching a video the other day, and I didn't know this, but like as it turns out, a lot more people since they have like a lot more time, and music in a way has become more accessible to people and cheaper. People are now able to like make their own music. So PC music happens to be one of the most accessible ways of making music and it's one of the most fun ways so like in the video that i was watching he the guy showed like a clip of of like an example of what they were doing and it was very fun and then like you're listening to the lyrics and it's like why is it but like that's the point it's accessible and that's what i like about it it's very accessible it's it's also very diverse i'll say but that's what we're gonna get right now so, like I said, hyperpop reflects an exaggerated, elastic, and self-reliant approach to pop music. And it will often use synth melodies, auto-tuned earworm vocals. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Concerning to the music that I listen to, mm-hmm. and um, I'm gonna mention this right now. So, one of the artists that you may know, it, she hasn't really been in the limelight as of lately, is Charlie XEX. You may know her from songs such as, I believe it was Fancy with the Azalea and Boom Clap for that movie, the, I think it was a romance. Yeah, the Boom Clap. I can't play the music, sorry, because copyright issues. So Charlie XTX is one of the prominent figures of Hyperpop and she kind of, and I think it was after that whole pop era that she kind of moved and I think yeah, if you listen to her two recent albums, they're both very hyperpop. And one song that I would say, like, if you want to get into, if you want, like, an idea of what hyperpop is, I suggest you listen to 
claws by her by Charlie XX. It's it's good. I personally love it. I'll put it on on blast and dance like nobody's watching, but the people are. So continuing on, so continuing on, Hyperpop has like I mentioned before many blends of elements. So it'll often take many different genres. So like you'll get pop, dance, hip hop, and electric music styles. And this also includes bubblegum pop, trance, era house, emo rap, new metal, cloud rap, and J and K pop. So essentially, you're just combining all these genres together and making it so that it's like one whole collective piece. And if you were, and if you, and if you wanted to listen to an album that was like hyper pop, I would suggest listening to Charlie, to Charlie by Charlie XCX. It's her. It's a self-titled album by her. And I think that's like one of the best ways of understanding what hyper pop is. And like from there, you can see like the contrast. Because there's also a few songs on there that like are regular pop, but like if you compare them to all the other songs, you see like where the influence is, where the where they get like where hyper pop gets its influence, its influences from. And from there, like yeah, you kind of see. So Charlie XCX has two hyperpop albums and I'm, I know I'm only talking about her because it's like really the only person I know and and that's mainly it but some other artists are 100 Gex and Dorian Electra would be Grimes GFOTY Caro Caro Bonito Sean Wasabi Kazumikuso Valentine Mashi Girl Alice Longu Gau Hannah Diamond Slider probably said that wrong Danny L. Haru, Lars, Dorian Electra, like I said, Sophie. We'll be getting, we'll be talking about Sophie later on in this episode. I, she's very important. Hannah, Liz, uh, Siriana Smith, and El Ito. So moving on, um, let's see. So another thing about hyperpop is that it has also been associated with the LGBT community and queer aesthetics. Several of its key participators identify as gender fluid, gay, or or transgender, and the genre's emphasis on vocal modulation allow artists to experiment with the gender presentation of their voices. And if I'm correct, I think I'll talk about Sophie right now since it's like on the same basis. So Sophie was one of the major pioneers of hyperpop. She was, I believe, in the beginning since it started. And as of recent, I think it was, I believe it was the start of February, the end of January, that she passed away. And at the time, I didn't know it, but whenever I was looking into it on there, there was some person left like a link to a Spotify account. No, not to an account, a playlist. And it was like all the songs that she had produced or had sung. And whenever I was looking through it, <laughs> oddly enough, um, she had produced, I believe it was almost all of Charlie's EP Room Room. So, and I was surprised because I was like, oh wow, I didn't even know this person did this. And like, and at the time I didn't know it, but like, it's a, a the, EP is produced super well and and I so this kind of caught my this piqued my interest so I decided to go to like listen to her album because she has one album I forgot the name of it 
I should have looked it up. Sorry. So I went to go listen to it, and like you can tell that like the hyper pop is very influential to this type of community, and like because of her, I'm pretty sure more people have come to hyper pop to experiment. It's very interesting to see that like how hyper pop influences influences an entire community to something that they can do that that's acceptable. I'd say. Okay, so let's get into a bit of the history. I, you're probably wondering, like, like I said, Sophie was a pioneer, but she wasn't the one that originally started it. She kind of like, I would say, improved upon it. So let's go into it. So the word hyperpop was first used within SoundCloud's nightcore scene. Spotify data alchemist Glenn McDonald stated that he first saw the term used in reference to the PC music label in 2014, but that the name didn't qualify as a microgenre until 2018. Wow. Spotify editor Lizzie Zasbo and her colleagues landed on her name for their August 2019 playlist after McDonald noted the, no- the term in the website's metadata and classified it as a microgenre. So in this, in the belief vice journalist Ellie Niss, hyperpop itself cannot be limited to one strict order definition. She writes that the identity is less so rooted in musical technicalities and more, and more so is a shared ethos of transcending genre altogether, all, all while still operating with the context of pop. Writing, writing for American songwriter Joe Vintilanguno, I probably said that wrong, described hyperpop as a movement that flourishes through 2020, he added that he was uncertain whether it was, it should be considered a genre. I, I would consider it a genre. Essentially, you're just combining other genres. You're combining things together. And you can actually create some really great stuff, as I mentioned before. So like with Charlie XCX, she did this with pop, and I kind of liked it. It was really good. It's not for everybody. I'm going to say that right now. It's definitely not for everybody because of the I would say because of the very um auto-tune auto-tune voices I would say that's probably going to be one reason and then the basses like what I mentioned before about it being differently pitched so like if you were to listen a song listen to one of her songs I believe it was I'm trying to think of it I think it was click if you were to listen to click there's a part there's a section of the song where somebody is rapping but they're rapping with the bass out of pitch so like all you hear is like this super very pitched out bass and it's very nauseating to the ears but it's something i grew not something it's something that grew on me over time but i i cannot see people not liking it because of like these kind of kinds of elements but i would consider it still to be a genre it's just that you're combining different things together so moving on the intimate roots of style lie in the UK level PC, whose influential whose influential mid-2000s alpha blended exuberant melodies and eccentric electric production. Sorry if I said that wrong. PC music label head and producer AJ Cook has been referred to as the godfather of hyperpop. Artists associated with the term include C- Cook's frequent collaborator collaborators, sorry, Charlie XCX and Sophie, as I mentioned before. So Variety and New York Times describe the work of Sophie as as pioneering the sound, as I mentioned before as well. So, oh, sorry, I gave you some wrong information about Charlie's album. I forgot that she kind of did it 
something along the lines of she did she did this before in 2017 with her ep her mixtape sorry pop 2 and this was kind of like her going into like saying that like this is like the future of pop so and this album was set as a template for the style featuring outer production by cook sophie aruma and easy fun as well as a twitter mission to give pop Sonology spiritually, aesthetically, facelift for its modern for the modern age. So, like I mentioned before, um, with the Charlie EP, Sophie had really like like a lot of a lot of the pioneers helped like Charlie in this sense. But like, it's very interesting. I like that the like this community of hyper pop artists came together to define it in this one album, and I thought that was like, and I think that's really cool because like you usually don't see that now. But like you have this small genre that did this to define what they are, and I feel like that's really amazing. What am I even saying? <laughs> Other artists associated with the term associated with this term include Andre Gex, Rina Samayama. I also highly recommend her. Although I haven't I haven't particularly heard it because she released a new album, I believe it was last year. I heard it it didn't really sound like hyper pop, but I'm pretty sure if you go further in her discography you may hear it, but that's it. And Dorian Electra. So Hunter Grex debut album, A Thousand Gex, amused amidst a millions of listeners on streaming services and helped to consolidate the style by taking it to it to its most extreme and extremely catchy conclusion. Stadium side trap beats processed and distorted to near destruction overthrow emo vocals and cascades of ravey espionage er, er, sorry if i said that wrong um in the and as i mentioned before i watched a video describing some things about hyperpop and the person talking about the video um played a played a played like a piece of a hundred one of a hundred gex songs and I'd have to say that, yeah, it's, like, very like that. Like, very trashy, very emo. But, like, that's one of the good things about it, about Hyperpop, is that you can kind of do whatever you want with it. It doesn't have to be one particular thing. It could be anything. So other so other artists that were featured on this playlist are Cook, Slater, Goopy, Carolina Polachek. I listened to her. She's really good. It, I believe she released an album called Pang, and it's a really good album. <laughs> stream. <laughs> um, this is probably gonna sound weird. Um, stream, stream. So hot, you're hurting my feelings. Best song ever. Did not get enough credit for that. And Kim Petrus. I've also listened to Kim Petrus, and I can say hers is kind of too. And I wouldn't disagree. So hyperpop albums like Charlie X's, Charlie XTX's Mer- Mercury nominated How I'm Feeling Now. Fun fact, this was the first album created in quarantine and the first to be released in quarantine, I believe. I know it's, I know the latter, the first one that I said that it was produced during quarantine is true, but I'm not sure about the other one. And, oh wow, I didn't even know that was... Okay, so the Rena, Rena album, that one, the one that I was talking about, the one that was released last year, as it turns out, it actually is a hyper-pop album. It just doesn't sound like it, weirdly enough. I did not notice that. So, and they appeared on 2020 ends of year list. So, the the genre is growing, and I would definitely say that it's definitely going with the popular trends such as Twitter and 
Twitter and TikTok, and it's getting a lot of popularity. And it, I would have to agree with that. So interestingly enough, I actually found this website that like goes over like some of the aesthetics of hyperpop, and it's really interesting. So here it says that the genre of music is basically a combination of EDM and traditional pop. So just for like just to give you like a simpler definition of the term. So the genre puts an extreme emphasis on cuteness, femininity, and intoxication. This is it. This is achieved by extreme extreme pitching and warping of both bass and rhythm. So the one I was missing was really the rhythm. I, I'm I'm into music, but I'm not that deep into music. Uh, if you get what I mean. And this is as well as upbeat, bubbly synths. The genre terms mainly. Oh, the genre stems mainly from club and nightcore and consists of high level of surrealism and confusion. Yeah, that's me most of the time whenever I'm listening to this. <laughs> Jokes. So for for most of hyper hi, hyper pop art, the layout is extremely crowded and except no, okay. It is a combination of diverse art styles. So I will be so so I will stick with some common themes. Most of the like there's like a lot of stuff going on within the picture like I think sometimes it can also be very simple I'll say that um sometimes you'll just have people standing there now, now that I think about it the Samayama was very aesthetically different I'd say the Charlie XDX one was also a bit you know what it can it can vary depending on like on what you're doing that's what I would say so the fashion, hyperpop hyper fashion is akin to Y2K baddie with wilder elements such as vibrant makeup with sparkles, extremely long lashes, and glittery, shiny, or glossy clothes. Long or well-kept hair is seen as a key to express your femininity, and dyed hair is common, as well as long acrylic nails. Bright colors are key examples. So yeah, like uh, if you were to go look at the two album covers that I mentioned, the Charlie, the Charlie one, and the Samayama one, you would definitely see like these kinds of elements. So like you'd kind of see, depending on which one you see, like the Samayama one, I know definitely has the long hair and like long nails and everything. And if you were to look at the Charlie XCX one, you could see that she has like short hair. And that's I didn't I didn't realize that at first. I just thought like it was like a nice cover album. But looking back at it now, like looking at it now, it kind of makes sense. And I kind of appreciate that, that it goes for that direction. It's kind of like, like setting in stone, like what this album is kind of going to be about and thinking about it, it kind of contributes to the themes of the album, as I would say, as I think. So yeah, hyperpop is, is by many considered to be the future of pop. And I would certainly have to agree. Like, although it's like kind of ahead of it, kind of ahead and people kind of don't like it it definitely will be the future of pop i think personally so with that yeah like i said it's not for if you want to listen to it like i said um i would go for the song that i mentioned the claws claws by charlie xx it's part of your new album that's a really great way of like understanding what hyper pop is and it's a really good song i love that song it's really short just be careful with the ending because it gets very pitched but yeah it's an interesting growing genre and it's one that i very very appreciate it's one that i feel like accepted in like you can literally be anybody and you feel accepted towards this group that's how i feel like at first whenever the first 
hyper pop album that I listened to was Charlie was Charlie XCX's Charlie album. I know this is gonna be all about Charlie XCX, but she's like the main. She's like one of the prominent figures of hyper pop that I see personally, and like I mentioned before, or we'll get back into that. And so my introduction to Hyperpop was Charlie, and to me it was so different. I was like, what am I listening to? It's so weird. But over time, I kind of grew to accept it. It was good. Like, you hear, you're able to hear everything within the song, and it's, and it feels complete. Like, you, like, I like listening to it now. It's very calming to me, personally. To, to you, you may be like, really? After hearing some of the songs, but like, like I like it. It's interesting. It's it's fun. It's it's a great way to experiment with music. It's something that's like not being done enough, I would say, because a lot of the music that you hear on the radio is very what would I say, very industrialized, per se. So like oftentimes you'll hear the same thing, and this is very common now. You're seeing this with like the '80s, '90s trend with like all the music. So it's good to like people ex- to see people experiment especially charlie who went from just being a pop artist to being an artist that experiments with the pop and it and wants to make a future for it and uh, even like artists like sophie were doing this they were breaking the boundaries they wanted to break the boundaries of pop to create something that was different and that's what i really appreciate about it that they're trying to break the old mold of pop to create something new and I really do appreciate that like it really opens up like music in general so like I said before and I think it was whenever I was describing Sophie Sophie was a pioneer of of hyperpop and it was something that the that I went over in the history and she recently passed away so I wanted to do this episode because of that because I wanted to bring up the idea of pop I I want to show that it is important to some people. Like I said before, it's important to people in the LGBTQ community. It's something for everybody, I would say personally. So with that in mind, so yeah, Sophie was a very prominent figure and she should be recognized for her work, I believe, because it takes guts to to do something out of your comfort zone, to make something different and to help people along the way. And I'm glad that she that she did this. She helped revolutionize the way music is is being put out. And that's what I appreciate from her. That like she decided to do something and make and make music her own way. To experiment with what is already known and to change the rules in a way. And that's something that should be recognized. She the creativity of her being implemented into our current music genre and she'll never be forgotten i personally i'll never forget about her i started listening to her music the other day and it's really good like and then i even went back to listen to some of the music that she produced as i mentioned she did like an ep for charlie and then she also helped out with charlie to with pop 2 and looking back on it the production was very good I'd have to say personally, that's where a lot of my favorite songs were, especially Vroom Vroom. I'll put that on every single time I'm in the car. Believe me, I'm always like, I'm always jamming into it. Believe me. It's one of my favorites. You should listen to it. That's like another good way of getting introduced to hyper pop. That's very light, I would say. 
um, the EP, I believe, is called Vroom Vroom, and it's by Charlie XCX. I believe she she produced, like, almost all the songs. And I want to bring that to light. I want to recognize her as an artist. She kind of changed the game. And that's why I kind of want to bring that up. So I think that's going to conclude today's episode. And I would like to say thank you for you guys for listening. And that's it. Bye. This episode was May 4th by our Ready Go News. We thank you for listening to today's segment. For more content, visit our Ready Go News website to learn more.